Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com. Hey, Rich Mulholland, come over here. I want to ask you about this. I'm sure you did stuff when you were younger that you're maybe not so proud of. Now you're a dad. If your kids Google you and they find out about stuff that you did when you were a teenager and, you, I don't know, you set fire to your grandmother's caravan or something, it's no, it doesn't seem fair to me that you should be punished for that in eternity. The, the Internet has to forget like humans have to forget, don't you think? Yeah, so once um, years ago, Don Packett and I, we uh, ran a blog called Joe Blog. And we were doing an event with a motivational speaker. Uh, was there at a guy by the name of Gavin Sharples, mm-hmm. and he was he was acted like a bit of an asshole at the thing, but for whatever reason. And uh, Don asked me, "Hey, can we write this post? Gavin Sharples is a wanker." So we write this blog post. Gavin Sharples is a wanker. <laughs> we put it online. Mm-hmm. Gavin Sharples is doing a speaking gig in uh, Tokyo. And some guy from the audience comes up and shows him the blog post. So he's pissed off, so he sues us. And, and the whole thing was handled terribly. It went back and forward. And the more he clicked on her blog, the more airtime it got. And um, eventually became this big hoo-ha. It cost us uh, well over 100 grand in legal fees and him probably the same. And finally, we're sitting in this mediation. We finally managed to get him to sit down and talk. Wow. And what he turned around and said was this. He said, this whole thing happened three years ago. And he said, here's the thing. My daughter reads this. He said, you know what? Way back when, if somebody wrote a complaint about one of my talks and put it in the newspaper, it would be a shitstorm for a week. And I would deal with it and it would either I would apologize or I would defend or whatever would happen and it would be there and it would go away. He said, now, for whatever reason, I could have had one bad day or it could have been your misunderstanding of my motives or whatever thing. But my 13-year-old daughter and her friends have to see this every time they search for their dad. And he said, this seems unfair. And as much as I wanted to say that, oh, fair Shmeir, this is the internet, mm. it completely and utterly resonated with me. And that day we took the post down. It wasn't about the legal argument. It wasn't about anything else. It was that nobody needs to be waking up every single morning, get beaten in the face for something they did once. Yeah. And Mabali was saying now Google are going to delete a whole lot of stuff that people have applied for them to remove. Because imagine you are, I don't know, you're 18 years old and you've got a boyfriend and you send him a picture of your tits, and you think, you know, th- th- this is how I'm going to impress him. And he's impressed, and then he posts it on some public forum, and then everybody sees your tits. And when you're 35 years old later on, you've got your own kids coming along, you've got your own husband, someone Googles you, someone finds this picture of your tits when you're 18. It's not fair, right? Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. I totally agree. And I, a statute of limitations on search results. It will be one thing to try and actually take away the post, but something else completely to try and take away the path to that. Hmm. Uh, Google isn't removing the, the, the destination. It's simply closing the roads that get you there. And I think that's a very, very fair thing for them to do. Yeah, I don't, and if you're applying for a job one day and you did something silly when you were younger, that shouldn't be the thing that they find when they search your name. Yeah. The other thing that worries me, funny enough, as a parent is almost the opposite. Is uh, these kind of the, is it uh, Mel Gibson, uh, you know, when, when you're shouting at your kid, your kid records you and puts you on the internet and completely decimates your career. Well, I remember hearing one where. Um, oh, no, it was, it was Ale- um, Alec Baldwin. Maybe it was Baldwin. I can't. Mm. I remember one. It was, and there were a guy was shouting at his son, "You little shit!" Blah blah blah. And I remember listening to that, thinking that is absolutely disgusting. How could you speak to your kid that way? But honestly, two weeks ago, I shouted at my son, and in a way, he he pushed me so far that um, I shouted him in a way that I wasn't proud of. And the last thing I, I'm very well, the one thing I'm very happy for is the fact that that does not appear on the internet mm. <laughs> uh, uh, yet. <laughs>
Callum, if you recorded this, if you ever want pocket money again. <laughs> right, listen to this, here he is. And I want to leave a message for you right now, because again, it's 10.30 here in New York on a Wednesday, and once again, I've made an ass of myself trying to get to a phone to call you at a specific time. When the time comes for me to make the phone call, I stop whatever I'm doing, and I go and I make that phone call at 11 o'clock in the morning in New York, and if you don't pick up the phone at 10 o'clock at night, and you don't even have that goddamn phone turned on, I want you to know something, okay? Uh, I'm tired of playing this game with you. I'm leaving this message with you to tell you, you have insulted me for the last time. You have insulted me. You don't have the brains or the decency as a human being. I don't give a damn that you're 12 years old or 11 years old, <laughs> oh, or that wow. you're a child, or that your mother is a thoughtless pain in the ass who doesn't <laughs> care about what you do as far as I'm concerned. You have humiliated me for the last time with this phone. And when I come out there next week, I'm going to fly out there for the day just to straighten you out. Wow, there we go. That's Alec Baldwin uh, when he called his daughter. And so, even for me to pull that up is unfair because who knows? Their relationship might be great now. And but that's, that's what thing. people will always find. So this is exactly my point. Is my point that um, so first of all, this is something that probably shouldn't have been put in the public domain in the first place, and second of all, I think Alec Baldwin should have a case to turn around and say, "I was angry with my my kid. I said something, and maybe handled it in a way that." But again, when I listen to that, first of all, my first thought is, "What a douchebag." My second thought is, "Wow, I've, you know, there's that. <laughs> it's not often I quote the Bible, <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, well, in fact, uh, this is a quite a famous one that was only added in the 1100s anyway, so we know it's not true. But whoever." Can Cast the first stone, uh, uh, you know, uh, let, let whoever is without sin cast the first stone. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, come on. But anyway, I feel like if Google could remove the links to necessarily find that. But, I mean, would they kill it off Google and off YouTube and off everything, or how would they do it? Well, don't they own all of it? <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> so enough. So they yeah, can. Yeah. Right. I mean, obviously, there they can, yeah. But this isn't why I uh, asked you to come in this morning. You come in every Monday and you give us some kind of uh, wake-up call. So today's the last day of November. What have we got? All right, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, the difference between rules and etiquette. Oh. And I want to talk about etiquette specifically. I was just sitting here and um, uh, Googling, and the term etiquette means the customary code of polite behavior in society or among members of a particular profession or group. Uh -huh. Now, it's quite tricky uh, to to deal with the issue of etiquette online because it's something that's quite new. And I posted something the other day, an issue of what I felt was etiquette. And I got challenged because I was told, what are you doing or, or the rules of Twitter? And I'm saying that it's not about the rules. It's about uh, what does polite behavior look like? Now, let me give you an example. Um, let's say one example of etiquette we spoke about a while back is talking on the phone. If you talk on a phone in a restaurant and somebody comes up to you and says, hey, man, why, why are you speaking on the phone? Uh, that that's, might be perceived as quite rude if you're really, really loud. Yes. And, and for the most part, um, you know, it's not against the rules of the restaurant, but it is perceived as, as bad etiquette. Okay. Here's another example, and albeit kind of less likely to be encountered. But let's say we're sitting down and you and I have lunch, and you say to me, hey, dude, I really enjoyed the reality check segment last week. And I turn around and say... Hey, Gareth Cliff just uh, really said he really enjoyed uh, my, like, people are looking around like, the 
fuck? And so I'm every time you compliment me, I'm telling other people, hey guys, Gareth thinks I'm cool. <laughs> he likes but my tattoo. But that's what you do if you retweet, right? Now this is the thing. So now what happens, and yet it seems perfectly normal on Twitter. So oh. I write something on Twitter or I do a talk and some guy comes up to me and says, uh, Adrich Mulholland really enjoyed your talk today. And I turn around and I retweet this and say, Thank you. I really appreciate it. That is akin to me standing up and saying, Thanks, Gareth, for the compliments. I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> Clearly, Gareth Cliff complimented me. Fuck you, bitches. Uh, and, uh, and, like, how did this become acceptable? How did this become reasonable behavior? It's like those people who retweet happy birthday messages and then your whole timeline is like, Happy birthday, Tato. And it's like, Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. why are you retweeting somebody saying happy birthday to you? Why? <laughs> I know it's bizarre. Now the simple thing to turn around and do is to hit the reply button. That's there for a reason. Yeah, and it's like the little button on a on a walkie-talkie that says reply back to the person who's talking to you, yeah. as opposed to switching it over to hey, let's do this on the radio. <laughs> Thanks, Gareth. Uh, and and so 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 you pull that little trigger and you say, oh, you just press the little heart, so little heart I, button. I like that. Thanks. Although, so here's another thing that I do kind of realize that um, where possible, I do my best, and I understand it's very difficult, but where possible. I do my best to try to say thank you to people when they do. I appreciate the comment. Thank you. That made my mm. day. Blah, blah, blah. When somebody does something sure. like this. Because I do realize <laughs> it's quite funny. I felt I listened to this podcast called The Dice Tower. And I keep on, I'll listen to this episode and I'll reply to And I'll say, great episode this week. And the dude never, ever replies. And I actually messaged him the other day and I said to him, it's a little bit douchebaggy. Just for what? Just even push the like button or just tell me you're welcome or thank you or anything. But anyway, that, that's a whole other thing. But, um, and I guess with uh, a million followers, you know, <laughs> it would be tricky. Absolutely, totally get that. But anyway, so you can just say reply. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. There's a more passive aggressive one that I like as well. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a bastardization of the term passive aggressive, but it's when you try to not be the retweeting guy, but we know what you're up to anyway. And that's when they hit reply, but then start with thanks first and then at Bob Smith. So uh, thanks, Bob. Really, really appreciate the kind words. Stoked you enjoyed it. But also some people don't know how Twitter really yeah, works. Yeah, but they had to so. make an effort there. They had to hit reply and then re-add in the word. Oh, I see. Right. So, okay. so what so they every, did is... All of their followers can see, not just Bob's followers. Yes. Yeah. And then so the idea is that then by me saying... um uh, thanks at Bob, uh, then yeah, everybody would see it and then hopefully click. Oh, why did Bob thank Phil? You know, let's go click on this thing to see oh, what okay. they said. And I want to come out and say, listen, asshole, I know exactly what you did there, you sneaky Russian. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be that guy. Uh, rate me for douchebaggery on the scale yeah. of one to 10 here. Um, Channel 24 says, thanks for the chat, Gareth Cliff. Congrats on your win. I got an award from them the other day. So yeah. then I replied, thanks to everyone who voted and retweeted them. Is that douchey? Because well, people, okay, it so was, here, public, it was okay. open to public vote. Right. So here, that's a slightly different thing, right? So, and I actually speak about this now. I want to talk about the, the, when does it come in? Because I do understand the value of marketing. Uh, but, uh, slightly different there in that you could argue that you are certainly, if it was a, a user voted, uh, thing, then you're absolutely thanking people who did vote in. However, if, if somebody turned around and said, Gareth, great show, and then you replied and said, um, you're welcome and retweeted that. And the funny thing for me is usually people only do it when the person who said thank you is somewhat important. So if, if, uh, <laughs> Joe 3219 right, says, Richard, that was a great talk, I might not do it. I might just say, sweet, <laughs> you can sell a heart button. Yeah. But if you turn around and said, Richard, that was the best talk I've ever done. Oh, Gareth, retweet for Gareth thinks I'm amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at me, look at me. And I think that's where the douchebaggery comes in. So 
I think the way the rules for your timeline have to be somewhat around, um, am I adding any value to the people that follow me? And am I, in that case, you could certainly argue that you were giving people some sense of, hey, you know that effort you went to for me? Well, here's the end result. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I think that's, right. okay. I think that's in that case. However, I was worried I was straying into No, but I, I mean, listen, I'm going to search your timeline now and try yeah. to find examples and then. I'm sure you will. Yeah, post screenshots to your, you know, for your future <laughs> children to see. But a lot of people will now respond with, if you don't like Whatever I'm doing on my timeline Then unfollow me So they're basically saying I can be a douche if I want to It's my timeline And if you don't like it Then unfollow me Okay, I completely get that I completely understand uh, uh, that that, that (laughs) as well But that doesn't remove you I mean, for sure I can absolutely unfollow you But wouldn't you rather Just not be a dick? (laughs) I mean, wouldn't you rather know If you had (laughs) snot coming out your nose um, that, that's when we walk up to someone saying, hey man, you got a little snolly coming out your nose and them saying, well, if you don't like snolly coming out my nose, don't look at my face. <laughs> you know, trying to, I'm trying to help you out here, you know. I'm hooking a brother up. I'm doing it in a nice way. And in fact, the whole reason this came about is I felt bad challenging somebody to their face. So I thought, let me do it on the radio and then yeah. it could be anybody. <laughs> this is nicer. This is me doing that. Anyway, yeah, so uh, look at your timeline and say, am I adding value to the people there? And then the second thing is, I understand the idea of marketing. But I mean, for me, I do take, if people do nice compliments or write cool things, I'll copy and paste them and I'll put them. And there's a section of my website where I have cool quotes that people said. Uh, retweet Ollie Barrett, Richard Mulholland does not a breath of fresh air. Richard Mulholland is a hurricane. Uh, close oh, retweet. No. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You just did something douchey yeah, yeah, right exactly, there. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I am that guy. But what I'm saying is it's all very well and good. You can use them for uh, self-promotion, and you can. But you almost want to be overt about it. It is this hidden act of passive self-promotion uh, uh, that I find that appears quite douchebaggy, and it's just unnecessary. Hmm. Yeah. And and the difference here between rules and etiquette well, rules are that it's quite simple, right? So the rule of Twitter is you can do what you like. And if people don't like it, they can fo- they can unfollow you. The etiquette of Twitter is what should you probably do? What would be seen as polite and, and the right way to behave online? Mm-hmm. You see, what we have to understand is, and why, why this is more important is as we're sitting here right now, theoretically, there's a conversation there happening. If we turned off these mics, we're just having a conversation with four of us, mm-hmm. right? And uh, there's a certain etiquette for that. But the moment that we're doing things to uh, a whole group of people at some point you had to make when you started the station you had to make a decision uh, to say okay uh, i'm going to drop the f-bomb that means that maybe children on the way to school this is uh we're making certain decisions about who our audience is and and that's what we've done and i guess the argument is the people in the market for boring are spoiled for choice let them go elsewhere which i think is totally fair so then there's a certain etiquette that has been created around how we choose to behave and i think that that's what we need to strive to, to figure out online is what are the what is go, what are the kind of unwritten rules? What is the culture that exists online mm. that's going to make this whole thing bearable for everybody? And and I think it's worthwhile because it's still quite an early day. And this is going to I don't think it'll ever be a finite. Okay, these are the rules. This is it done. It will always be evolving. But I think we should strive to turn around and say what is the correct way to behave in this situation. I totally agree. I I think that you've you've really hit the nail on the head here in many ways because the, these are things that people don't think about enough. But on the scale of Twitter problems, trolls are a way bigger issue than impolite people who retweet compliments. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it goes back to uh, broken window theory. Ah, is okay. uh, Again, so, and the, the very basic underlying principle is how would I behave if this was happening in real life? 
Okay. Right? So the same thing with trolling. Would you walk up to this guy and say, hey, big jock, I'm a little nerd and I could totally hack your mom's computer. Ha, ha, ha. And then you get your face beat up. <laughs> you know, people are a lot braver on the internet. But the rule should always be, would I say this to somebody if they Real were sitting life. in front of me? Yeah. If the answer is no, or how would I behave in this situation if it was a conversation in a group of people? Uh, would I act the way that I'm acting now? And if the answer is no, then don't do it. I hear you. And if the answer is yes, well, then by all means, uh, uh, go out there and challenge the person. But if you're not willing to back up that challenge or you're not willing to replicate this behavior uh, behind the firewall of, of anonymity, yeah, the internet. <laughs> anonymity, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then you. don't do it. All right, Rich, that's brilliant. Cool. Thank you, man. Thanks so much. Very good point. I could see it's often the case that you come in here, you. Tell us a story. You start your discussion, and we all go, ah, that's what I was thinking was, that's missing. Yeah. That's good. why this doesn't make sense. Well, so thank you know, you. I am to please. That's Thanks what you so do. much, guys, and very, have a fantastic week. By the way, yes. can I just say, Ben and I paid that Scalectrics thing upstairs. That is the best kept secret ever. Oh yeah, yeah. We've it got, just needs to be empowered. Or, just, yeah. Auto Trader. We've got a we've got a full on Scalectrics track. It takes it has up to the, be the whole biggest room. I've ever seen in my life. It's huge. It is amazing. How Everybody who arrives here, well, not as long as we would have liked. Well, the, we're not the car kind of got halfway and then it sort of ran out of power. I oh. think I got three laps, but I feel like every single person should should give that thing a bash when they come and visit the studio because it is awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, All cheers, right. guys. Have a good Thanks, week. Thanks, Rich. Very good. There we go. Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com.